0: was bitter to the core there was nothing to live for until love came my name is Harold J Perkins and at the age of 17 i was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave while sitting in my house with about 10 guys god gave me an out of body experience and i was lifted above the room i could see everything moving in slow motion after that i got up and put those guys out and i cried out to jesus christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready, we're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited about getting into the teaching on this episode. On this episode, we're going to talk about the rest of God. Most people don't know that this work, work, work system was not God's intent. Where many are working so hard that they have no time for family, no time to do what they really want to do, and hardly any time to spend with the God that made them. Believe it or not, God's original intent was for man to live in a place of rest a place where God supplies everything man has need of and more. This can be seen by going back to the beginning when God created man. In the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, in the first five days, God created everything that would be needed for his man on earth. And on the sixth day, he created man and gave everything that he created on earth into the hands of the man he made in his image. Man was not to toil for what he needed. God had already supplied it before he created man. But what happened to change that was this. Satan the devil deceived man and got man to not believe what God told him. God told man that if he ate from the tree of good and evil that he would die. The death that God was talking about was man's spirit would be cut off from God. Now the best way that I can explain this is this. Let's say that God is on FM like an FM radio. Before man ate of the tree of good and evil, he was on FM with God. But after eating of the tree, man's spirit fell to AM, like an AM radio. So his spirit was dead to God who was on FM. And because God is life, over time, man would die physically because he was cut off from life. Now, another problem existed for man. Satan was also on AM because he too, have been cut off from God. And Satan is in charge of what is being broadcast on the AM station. And he is broadcasting hate and murder and all kinds of evil. And that's why we see what's going on in the world today. And it is he that is behind this toiling work, work, work system. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work. I'm saying that we can work and still have a life if we will follow the Lord's way of working if we will allow him to lead us, we can see greater fruit with less effort. Let me show you an example of this in the Bible. In the Old Testament, in in Genesis chapter 11, let me read it. It's verse 1 through 4. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone And slim had they for mortar. And they said, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, notice they were working to build a name for themselves. Just like we see today, we see men working hard to build a name for themselves. So in this situation, the Lord confused their language. So they couldn't understand one another to stop the evil work that they were doing. Now, the very next chapter, we can see God's way to lead you to prosper when he finds one man that will believe and follow his way. Listen to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Now, the Lord had said unto Abram, get you out of your country and from thy kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you and I will make of of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Now, notice here that God is telling Abram, If you will follow me in my way, I will bless you and I will make your name great. Remember the people in chapter 11, they were trying to make their name great, and God comes along and says, Hey, I could do it. I can make your name great. Now, let's see what happens with Abraham. I'm at Genesis chapter 4. So, Abram, departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed. Now let's drop down and see what happens. I'm going to drop down to Genesis chapter 12, verse 10, and there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. So in other words, it was like a recession going on. It was a bad economy. Let's jump to verse 16. So let me kind of set the stage a little further. So Abraham goes down to Egypt. His wife is very beautiful. And so he tells his wife, hey, tell them that you're my sister so they don't try to kill me, you know, because you're so beautiful. So they go and they tell that. So in in the meantime, Pharaoh, who is over Egypt, sees how beautiful she is and he thinks it's Abraham's sister. So he takes her in his house. Okay, and this is what he does for Abraham. Verse 16 says this. And he entreated Abram well for her and he gave him sheep and oxen and he asses and men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels. He gave these things to Abram. Okay, now here's what happened. Pharaoh's house gets plagued. And finally, he realized that the problem is Abraham, that this woman is not his sister, but his wife. So here's what he does in verse 20. So, and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. Notice he didn't ask for the things he gave to Abram to give them back to him. Listen to Genesis 13, 1 and two. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had. And Lot was with him into the south, And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. Now We see here that one chapter after Abraham follows God's direction, all of a sudden he's very rich and it happened without work, work, work. See, this is God's way. You know, I remember one sales job that I had, you know, I could come in at whatever time I wanted to come in. It was 100% commission. And some mornings the Lord would say to me, hey, just spend some more time here with me. And he would not let me go in until about noon. So I would go in at noon And then I would make on these days more money than I would have made if I went in at nine o'clock. God was showing me that if you follow me, I will bless you more than work, 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 work. See, Satan is behind this toiling work, work, work system. In the Old Testament, God brought his people out of Egypt and was taking them into a land of rest, a land that had everything they needed. And all he asked them to do was believe and follow his leading. And over and over again, they did not believe him. And he finally said, I'm not taking you in. You have hardened your heart and not remembered all the things that I've done for you. And in actually in Hebrews chapter four, chapter three, he cautions us not to do the same thing. In other words, well, let's read it. I'm in Hebrews chapter three, verses eight through 12. Here's what it says. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said they do always error in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. I want you to notice here that God calls unbelief evil. He said an evil heart of unbelief. So we see here that God wants to be believed. They were not able to go in because they would not believe God. It's even clear here in Hebrews chapter three, verse 19. So we see that they could not enter into his rest because of unbelief. So unbelief held them back from entering into the rest. That God has for them, because he wants to be believed. Now, here's what he says to us in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Let us therefore fear our reverence, lest a promise of entering into his rest any of you seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he has said. As I've sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the earth. You see, if we will believe God and follow his leading, he will lead us into rest. We will be blessed financially and have time to still have a life. You know, I've seen God do this over and over again in my life. He led me into raising venture capital and making $150,000, $200,000 a year with time to spend with my family. He did the same thing in the credit card processing industry, making the same kind of money and had time again to spend with my family. He led me into the insurance industry where he doubled my income and he doubled the time of leisure that I had as well. God wants a greater rest for his people in the days that are coming ahead. And I want you to listen to what he requires for us to experience this rest. Listen to this. I'm in uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Five through thirteen. Listen what it says. In this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remained that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying, "In David, today, after so long a time." Now, I want you to understand something. When he talks about in David, he's talking about Jesus Christ. Christ is the seed of David. Christ is the son of David. So he's talking about this day right here. Listen to it again, verse seven. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David today, after so long a time, as it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he's talking about Joshua lead them into, he finally led them into the rest in the Old Testament. But he's saying if Joshua had given them rest, then would he have not spoken of another day? There remains therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Now, what he's saying is this, is that in this day, there's a rest that's coming to the people of God. And it's coming when they're not trying to labor and do things on their own, but they're resting and allowing God to lead them. So therefore, they're not doing their own thing. They're doing God's thing. So it's a rest for them because they're doing what God is leading them to do. Verse 10 again, for he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Listen to the labor now. Verse 11, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Do you know what he's saying here? He's saying the labor that we are to have is to build up our belief that we can enter into this rest so that we don't have unbelief. Listen to it again. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing of of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You see, it's through the word that we can build up our believer to the degree that we believe God. that we, This is the labor that he's talking about. He's talking about labor to build up your faith, labor so that you can believe God. And when you believe God and you will sense, you become sensitive to his leading, then he's going to direct you to the things that you are to do. You know, if we'll take the time to build up our believer and belief comes by hearing, hearing like you're hearing right now, reading the word of God and listening to the Holy Spirit to as you read and praying and listening and you'll come to understand and know the voice of God. And then he will lead you into rest, such a rest that those around you will have a hard time believing he's being that good to you. I've seen this happen in my life. OK, and I know he's no respective persons. He will do the same for you. God wants to be believed. And if you believe him, you'll follow what he's leading you to do. And sometimes it doesn't make a whole lot of sense what he's leading you to do. But if you'll follow what he leads you to do, you will see a rest and you'll see his blessings come up on you and one of the best ways to build up your belief is to meditate in god's word when god began to take me to another level financially he led me to meditate in deuteronomy chapter 28 day in and day out let's go there and see what it says i'm reading at verse one and it shall come to pass when you hearken diligently unto the voice of the lord thy god to observe and to do all his commandments which i command you this day and let me stop for a minute. There's only two commandments we're given. One is to believe on Jesus Christ. The other is to lay down our will when it conflicts with the will of God and to pursue the things of God. When we're doing that, we're keeping the commandment. So again, it says here, and it shall come to pass when you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God, he's going to do this. He's going to set you on high above all nationalities of the earth. And all these blessings that he's about to mention here shall come on you and they will overtake you just like fruit grown on a tree when you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. He's telling you there, you're going to be blessed everywhere you go. Verse 4 Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind, and the flocks of your sheep. See, this is the type of labor. And type of work that they did back in that day. So what he's saying to you is all the various different things that you do, he's going to bless it. If you got his leading, you got his direction, and you meditate and you began to see it, he said this is going to happen to you. Verse 5, bless you be your basket and your store. That's the equivalent to saying your wallet and your storehouses, your bank account, your margin accounts, whatever you have uh, where you're putting your money or, or storing your money. He's saying. Is going to be blessed. Verse six, blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out in work, in home, in whatever. Verse seven, the Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. I want you to notice that the Lord is doing this. This is the whole aspect of understanding this walk with God. He's not looking for you to perform. He wants you to to allow him to perform for you. So I want you to notice in all this, all this that I'm reading here is telling you what God's going to do. And he only asked you to do this, to follow his voice and to keep his commandment and uh, to meditate in his word. Like what we're like, what I'm talking about here. Verse eight again, the Lord shall command a blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hands on unto. He's commanding this, and he shall bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord shall establish you a holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto you, if you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your ground, in the fruit of your cattle, in the land which he swore, unto your fathers to give you. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain unto your land in his season and to bless all the works of your hands. And you shall lend unto many nationalities and you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail and you shall be above only and you shall not be beneath when you hearken unto the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today to observe And to do them. After meditating in this, these 13 verses, day in and day out, I began to see prosperity on the inside. And at the time, I was struggling financially, but I got the vision on the inside. And when I saw this on the inside, the Holy Spirit led me to take steps that led to me prospering on the outside. And it came in a way that it brought rest and not work, work, work. You know, God has a higher way for us to live. And it's the higher way of rest, like he intended us to live in the beginning. God wants to show in our lives and in your life and in my life that he is the only true and living God. And as we take the time to come to this this rest, in other words, you know, faith is a rest. Faith is where I'm saying I'm confident that my God is going to do what he said he was going to do. It may not look like it's going to happen. But God is almighty. God is all powerful. You know, you have to come to a decision that either you believe what the Bible is saying or you don't. And if you believe what it's saying, then you should be willing to put your life on it. You know, my thing is this. I believe God. I believe that he's the same today as he was yesterday. And if he's the same as he was yesterday, then that means that he can move in the same kind of power that he moved in yesterday. And so God in this day, God is looking for those that will believe him that will take the time to build up their faith in him, that will take the time to learn his principles and put them into operation. And you will see him perform what he said. You know, you look at the universe, you look at how things, you look at gravity, you look at how things are working in the world. God set this system up to work by principles. And when we take these principles that are totally opposite of the world, in many cases, come on, rest. The world is not about resting. If you listen to the world system, the world's telling you, you got to work hard. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. Now I'm not opposed to working hard, but what I'm saying is this, there's a way that God could lead you to work that doesn't require the labor, the labor, the labor, the labor, the labor, the labor where so many people are doing and they have no life. And then at the same time, we know it's not rewarding because we hear about the richest people on the planet that are killing themselves. Why? because they're doing it this Toyo, Toyo, Toyo system way. And there's no joy. There's no peace. See, God's way is that we do it and we got joy. We got peace. We still have time with our family. That's God's way. So in this day, this day that God is bringing his people to a rest, if we will walk in the light of this, I believe God will show to the world in phenomenal ways how powerful he is to be able to take people to another level financially and in every aspect area of their life. And he does it in a way that they're at rest and they have a life to enjoy while he does that. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode. I'm